Hi, and welcome to the Small Business Sisters podcast. If you're new here, we're Jenny and Christina, two actual real-life sisters who both happen to start their own small businesses. If you're here, you're probably a woman small business owner who is running a lot of the show by herself. Over the last eight years, we've each been in business. We've had to discover a lot of business owning on the fly. We know that running a business, a household, and maintaining mental health can be challenging because we've shed a lot of tears over it. Thankfully, we've always had each other to ask all the questions, bounce off all the ideas, and just have someone on the other end who gets it. And that's why we're here. That's why we started this podcast, to help other small business owners who are doing it all feel less alone. We talk about business strategy, our mental health journey, and all that falls in between. We're glad you're here to join our sisterhood. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Happy midsummer. Jenny, today officially my kids go back to school in one month. Oh, that's the same for me, actually. We go back the 16th. August. August 16th? Yeah, and I will say, I just noticed this today. I don't know if I observed it with Trevor, but Elliot, so he'll be a sophomore. He's like excited. He's like, yes, one more month till school starts. So I think they start liking school in high school or as far as like going back to be with like their friends and mm-hmm. stuff. So I thought that was exciting. I do, really, I do have really good feelings of back to school time in high school. I don't think I do. <laughs> I guess I liked, no. I liked my, I did like football season, like palms and cheerleading. So I think I did like that in high school. But then like yeah, mid year, like, I my friends. Like, Right. I mean, I think by week two, I was like, yeah. Yeah, right. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think I thrive in routine. I think a lot of people thrive in routine. Mm-hmm. It's so great to have like time where you don't have to be strict about a routine and waking up and going to bed. But I also think we just all do better with it. Yeah. And I feel like even the routine kind of feels less busy to me than summer and like the free-for-all of doing whatever like that feels busy to me in a way because everybody's going different places so I'm kind of Mm -hmm. excited true for the routine of like okay everybody's doing their quote-unquote job you know from nine to two or whatever whether that's school or work and then the evenings are where you do whatever I like having like chunks of days versus like one day you're gone 7.30 to 10.30 and then 12 to whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That stresses me out. Yeah. Yeah. And thankfully for small business owners on the other side of this, June and July can really suck it. <laughs> but your fall season is about to just like ramp up. Hopefully that means um, a little bit more income coming in, but also um, I think fall time is just really fun to create for. I do too. I, and actually shout out Miranda marketing for the uninhibited. <laughs> I just <laughs> saw her recently and we were talking about the slow months and I did have to like tell her I'm grateful again for her, like training me from the beginning to look at numbers because every single mm-hmm. June and July, I go through a shock of like, oh my gosh, my numbers are so down. But mm-hmm. when I take time to go mm-hmm. back and look, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're not like that okay. drastically different. June and July is always just mm-hmm. slow. And so it's helpful because I think we all kind of feel like, oh my gosh, what is happening? But if you really just go back and look, 
just know like, okay, this is part of the rhythm, even though it might vary a little bit. But then this year, it's really helped me. Um, like I set reminders in my phone for in December, November, December, when things are so good, like really set aside that money intentionally for June and July. Cause mm-hmm. even though I know those numbers mm-hmm. and I've observed it, I've never like really planned well for that. So that's helping me mm-hmm. to go back and do that. So then next June and July, when I again go through the shack, I'll like have that money set aside mm-hmm. somewhere where I don't have to be as like panicked trying to fill in the mm-hmm. gaps of income so much. Yeah. So for sure. For sure. And yeah, I loved Miranda a couple episodes ago ago guiding us all on that. And of course, as always, her talking about the numbers. But we are here because we would like to we've been we actually brought up we have like a notes app that we share podcast ideas about. And back in uh when I was with Jenny in Illinois, we started kind of writing down like episode name ideas to then kind of fuel us to be thinking of how to utilize those and talk about them. And one of the ones that we wrote down, which Jenny knew at the time, I was processing through some decisions for my family. Um, one of the titles was how to know when to go from hobby to profit, and then how to know if you need to go back from profit to hobby. And um, so we wanted to talk today about some life news for me. And that is that I, this is Christina, by the way, yeah. am Before I had children, I worked as a dental assistant in dentistry. And while I love, like, I love that while I was wanted to stay home with my babies, I know not everyone is able to do that or wants to do that, but that is something that I wanted to do. And so, beautiful chaos kind of just like happened Mm -hmm. and was the perfect like supplemental income for that time. But I did know that like my I loved dentistry, and that one day, in some sort of capacity, whether it be dental assistant, dental hygiene whatever that looked like, I, I would go back at some point. Um, and so with some transition for my husband's job at the beginning of this year, being able to be a little bit more present at home with my, for my kids, it was kind of my opportunity to go back if I wanted to. And we just took little steps, um, of like retesting and getting my state license back and all of that. And um, I'm excited to share that I got hired. It went incredibly fast, but I got hired to be in pediatric dentistry, which was also like a big piece of my heart. If you've listened to the podcast, you know, I've loved kids and had been subbing and all of those things. And so, um, yeah, I am now going to identify with those of you on the other side of the screen that have full-time jobs and still do your business, um, in your like free time or in, on your weekends. So that is a switch that I am going to do. And I'm really excited about it. I'm so excited for you. And I think this is such a win because I mean, we should always be following our passions and like what we love doing. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it should Mm -hmm. be this, like, are you working full-time outside the home or full-time a small business owner that they need to be Mm -hmm. pitted against each other. Like I think we should, Mm -hmm. nothing is permanent. Nothing in life is ever Mm -hmm. permanent. And when we like Mm -hmm. truly follow our heart and passions and like intuitions and what people around us that we, that know, truly know us and are giving us um, guidance and wisdom and affirming in us. I think when we constantly follow that, 
things are going to change and Mm -hmm. look different from season to season. And that could be like Mm -hmm. seasons of a month. That could be seasons of a year. That could be like so many different things. And I think you just being open to following like, you know, you love dentistry. And I mean, it was Mm -hmm. kind of even like a surprise to me. I mean, I know you love dentistry, but that you're like, okay, I'm right. I'm going to I'm going to seek this back out. And then I think it happened way faster than any of us, for sure, me. But Uh I think even you thought. So I think that's just such Uh a testament to who you are as a person, too, that immediately they were like, yes. And tell everybody the name (laughs) of the place because this is like couldn't be more perfect. Yes. um, The name of the pediatric (laughs) dentist is called Texas Tooth Fairies, which is like – which ironically was what I was for Halloween this year. Like it just all feels very like uh, orchestrated. I could see them um, like interviewing but- you and be like, "Oh my god, we found the tooth fairy. She's here, and we've got to. <laughs> we have to hire her. She like, oh, it, like what's the word? Embodies what the tooth fairy mm-hmm. would be. <laughs> I love that. That's like off oh, my dream. Um, what's actually really funny is we talk so much on this podcast. So I started a few weeks ago and then I actually had sewing camp this next week. So, and they were so cool about when I interviewed and was like, you know, this is what I, I, which by the way, beautiful, having beautiful gas shop was like a bright spot on my resume for anybody being like, I had a 12 year from dentistry, but like all you have to do for running a business, like, and of course being a mom, like. I think that actually helped. But um, anyways, they were so nice to like, let me finish out my sewing camps that I had this summer. And I do think it's funny that kind of my favorite parts of anything that I've done has been the kids, which makes sense. Like why would I would end up in this? But um, how we talk about on this podcast all the time, like doing it scared and stepping out scared and all these things. It is really intimidating go going back into our workplace so I started a couple weeks ago where usually um well I shouldn't say usually but like when I started as a dental assistant I was 21 22 like right out of school because you can go to dental assistant school right out of high school so a lot of them are younger um and then so at the office I work at there's a lot of younger ones and then there are a few my age but in between that there's not that many because I think a lot of people do go have their babies, you yeah. know, and then come back. But um it's very intimidating to be like, I'm old. No, I, and then, yes. you know, like and like I <laughs> have to basically like if I was I'm 35. If I was 35 and had worked in the industry for the last 12 years, like I'd be a master, right? Like I'd be getting to that point of just excelling. But I have to start over and there's so much different in dentistry in the last 12 years. It's insane of just new technology and like new software mm-hmm. and all that. So it just feels, it's very, I mean, I'm only a weekend, so, <laughs> but like, it's still very intimidating and like you, you really have to do it like scared. And so it, it, it really lines up with like what we talk about on here. And I do think I want to touch on though about, um, sewing. So like ever since we closed wildflower, and Jen and I talk about this all the time. Jenny leaves her house to go make her product. And there was something about, for me, sitting in my office for eight hours a day <laughs> yeah. while intermixing housework, right? Because I'm in my house. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and sewing and I, we talked about burnout a lot this last semester and that's because I was feeling burnt out. I was like, I can't, yeah, (laughs) like all since the spring, like when Tyler and I started talking about dentistry, like it was because I was like, I don't, I don't want to get burnt out from sewing. And that's how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, when I went to visit Jenny, I went with her to her workshop and I would sew there and then go like, and so it, I knew it was, um, unless I can like find a workspace away from my house and make it where I have to stop, I think is what I'm getting at, where I have to stop. Like that's how my sewing camps are, right? Like they're not here. So I go somewhere and then I come home and I like, I'm done. And so, um, that may, of course I'll still be doing beautiful cast, but I'm not going to be in there eight hours a day trying to make my income. Yeah. Like, there will just be a change of pace. I think that's kind of the double-edged sword of having a homemaker business is because at at one point it's good, right? Like you're, especially Uh if you want to be mostly in your home or if you have young kids at home and you want to be able to have the flexibility Uh to do it while they're there too. Like Uh there's so much good in that. But then the flip side to that is that you are always there and it does get really me- mm-hmm. uh, like murky and messy of like where the mm-hmm. business ends and where home begins. And so mm-hmm. that's where it is helpful to, um, I think that's what I've shared is once I moved my workshop out of my home and my shop, cause my shop was in mm-hmm. my home for a little bit when I did markets, like there was a definite shift in how I looked at my business, how my family did, because it was something like separate than our home. And so Mm -hmm. I think you do, you kind of get to that point where like, where at one time it was really good because the boys were all Mm -hmm. home or you just wanted the flexibility of like being at their school stuff still, you know, but then now Mm -hmm. that the boys are a lot older and they're gone mostly, and Mm -hmm. then it was just you at home doing this, but then you're at home when they get home too. And it, it makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense that it just feels different. The whole thing feels mm-hmm. different and I love that this well, means think- too that beautiful chaos isn't dying like just because you have found you're following a passion that's more full-time like you're mm-hmm. finding space for beautiful chaos to still grow in a way that like serves mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. well and I think it's just gonna make me able to be more creative yeah like I think it's gonna fuel that like I'm just a personality that I was because I was getting burnt out I like hadn't I was lacking creativity. Like I was stuck in a rut because I would, you know, you just get in this cycle of like, well, let me try this. Let me try this. Let me try this. But also uh, to the point of when my kids were little, like I had to stop working. Mm -hmm. Like I would work while they were napping or whenever, whatever time I had to fit in, but they were so little that I couldn't be away from them. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is a difference is as they got older or as they're away from school, like I can if I don't put boundaries up, um, I can easily just be in there all the time in my office. And I can put boundaries up when we talk about that. But I think there comes a time too, when you have a certain income level that you've been reaching and need that, you need to produce that income level. And you kind of get sucked in that wormhole. And I think everybody who works from home, regardless if you're a maker or not, probably has that where you're like, well, if I just send one more email Mm -hmm. or if I just um, create one more social media post or whatever, I might hit that income level for today or for this week or for this month or whatever. And so I think I was definitely very like in that space. And that's why I think that I 
burned myself out because I didn't do a good job setting those boundaries, at least for this last semester. I keep saying I know I'd love it. I keep calling it that. From June to from January to May. (laughs) And but I do think that again, like I'm somebody who thinks like things are orchestrated for certain reasons. And part of me thinks that like maybe that was like gearing me up for okay, maybe even though it's scary, maybe it is time I go back into dentistry as it lines up here. So, and I also think I want to, I want to touch on too, that I think, um, generations before us, like, we're like, you have to do the same thing for your whole entire career, retire, like where you started. And I do like Tyler and I have even said that with me starting this, like, you know, this doesn't make me locked in for the next 20 years. Like you can make decisions as you we talk about pivoting all the time. And so I think that's part of it too, is like knowing there is freedom to like do what's best for you in the moment that you're in. Right. And kind of just like following, I mean, like I kind of said before, like following where like God, universe, life, all those things are, are, are like working out kind of like puzzle pieces. So like even going Mm -hmm. back to wildflower, Mm -hmm. reframing how you look at that, like that wasn't a loss or, I mean, even though Mm -hmm. there was pain involved in closing wildflower, like all of those puzzle pieces had to happen (coughs) for you and Melissa Mm -hmm. to get where you are today in your life journeys. And Mm -hmm. I always enjoy, I know I've shared that before. That's why I like journal little snippets of how I'm feeling at different times of the year just because it's so good to look back and be like oh my gosh look at all these things I was so stressed and anxious about like mm-hmm. I actually were part of this next unfolding plan that had to happen for me to mm-hmm. get to this and so that always as a person with anxiety mm-hmm. that always gives me peace knowing that like I don't want to say I've, I don't like the phrase everything happens for a reason really or like I don't know, you know, all of, I guess I have baggage with some, all of those like Christian phrases, I guess, but just that like, really yeah. well, things... in interjecting, go ahead. Well, all I was going to say is like, I, my, my, Jenny knows this obviously, but my middle son, like very literally almost mm-hmm. died. And I feel like had afterwards, somebody said, well, everything happens for a reason. That would be like a really hard thing to like, right because I think like, that that's too you can't like give these blanketed statements for like life is too intricate for that so I don't mean everything happens mm-hmm. for a reason I just mean like we can use everything that comes into our mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I, that's not even though I don't know really how to say it but how like all these things we can reframe how we look at it um like even though, again, there's sad things and hard things and whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, everything kind of plays mm-hmm. a part and it's it makes you who you are and mm-hmm. how you yeah, and face life. Something that I think held me off from working outside of our house for a long time is just, like, believing and thinking that, like, my my role is inside of our house and like I do believe that like my kids are my responsibility they're also Tyler's Mm -hmm. and I think that it is important for me to be very involved in their lives but I again from like you know from just things that were 
spoken to me like throughout my life. It just felt like they're like, if you're outside the house, your kids are just going to be a mess, right? Which is not true. I don't believe that's true. So if you're listening on the other side and you're like, I work outside my house, like, I don't believe that's true. I just know that that is in societies sometimes spoken Mm -hmm. to specifically moms. And so something that was really hard for me accepting this position, and I mean, it's pretty darn full time. I'll have a day off a week and of course weekends, but like it's pretty full time of, um, you know, think of your dental office hours. And that's why Tyler needed to be able to be home for our kids. But um, I kept telling myself, like, are you doing the right thing for your kids that you're not going to be there, et cetera, et cetera. And my counselor was so wise. And she was like, anytime those thoughts come up, I just want you to tell yourself, like, make sense, Mm -hmm. like make sense that I have um, tension there because it's something that you've believed your whole life. And now we're like going against that. And so it makes sense that there would be tension there of this. I'm failing my kids, but I also really want to do like what brings Christina joy. And there is a tension. And I kept thinking of you, Jen, that like this and yeah, or, yeah. Um, both and of like, I can like be fighting those things that I've been, you know, taught through institutions I've been mm-hmm. a part of in the past. I can like say like that, that is not true. And that's not true for our family. And Tyler can be just as involved as I am. It doesn't have to be me while also being like, this is, this is hard because of that. And like, just kind of be resting there and just saying like, makes sense. Like makes sense that it's making me, you know, like whatever it is. Cause I'm already thinking of the first day of school and like, I'm not going to be there, um, for when they go for their first day. And I've already been thinking about like, wow, that will be my first first day of school that I'm not there. And so it's like sitting there and being like, makes sense that that would be really hard yes. for me. But also like, they don't care if it, my, my kids are like old enough to tell me like, we don't, you don't have to be here. Like we're yes. good with you being away from the house and like th- tell, communicating that to me. And I'm still having a hard time. I can't even imagine if they were babies or toddlers, not able to communicate. Like Oliver is like, he thinks I'm a dentist. I'm like, Oliver, I'm not a dentist. Like dentists have to go to school for a really t- long time. Like I'm not a dentist, but like he like thoroughly believes I'm a dentist. And he's like so excited for me. Mommy, did you get like, I like those scrubs, like all of those things. Um, he's so excited for me and I still have a hard time. So like anybody out there who has like little littles who works out your side of the home, like I just admire you so much because I'm having a hard time when mine can vocally say like, Yes, this is so good. And I love, I want to elaborate a little bit. I love what your counselor told you. And this is so interesting. Um, We should do a focus study on sisters feeling the same because I talked to my counselor about this years ago. And she um, told me that she did her thesis on basically it was like the resilience of kids and studying. Uh, working outside the home parents working inside the home or not working you know um and basically what came out of that is kids are resilient and they they like grasped onto good things from all types of those parents so really it's like our essence with them they know like our love and support and um belief in them nothing factored into like was the mom at home or was the mom at work and I remember that really Mm. spoke to me because 
like again, like you said, that's just like a narrative society has created, especially like in our like span of generations. So like the last hundred years that that's like the blueprint that we all have to do. And really, Mm -hmm. that's not true. That's not like kids. They know if they're loved and cared for. Like it doesn't mean you have to be in the home to do that or you know your family and you know you. And again, like you said, bringing in Tyler to that too. The fact that this has all been put on moms is like bullshit. Like that's parents are parents. This shouldn't have to be how because of one gender, like who has to be um, in the home. And I mean, what does that even mean? I just, I find that really fascinating that we've all, and it, you're right. I like that. I'm going to use that phrase. Like it makes sense. It makes sense why that's like a place of tension because it's still Mm -hmm. so alive in society. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. women Uh, especially take a lot of that attack or judgment based on what they choose. It was really funny. I was talking to Leslie. Shout out Leslie. She's been on the podcast a few <laughs> times. Um, because someone, one of one of the institutions I was a part of a while ago, uh, there was a study that had a verse in it that talked about like if the mom's away from the home, her home's going to be chaos. <laughs> Leslie and I were laughing, and she was like, "Well, chaos just happens to be my brain." So. <laughs> how that's my the name of my brand that's perfect and I was like yeah yeah it was it was funny we had a really good laugh about that but um and of course Leslie was so helpful with the thoughts I was having as I went back but anyways so that's I'm excited I'm scared I'm all of the things but I'm really excited for like the times since then that I have gotten to work on beautiful chaos like I do feel like a renewed um like energy and like creativity and um I don't you know I'm hoping this prevents me from wanting to trash my machine <laughs> whenever I get upset um but yeah so that's that's my next chapter I'm I don't know so like proud how of you and excited or, for you yeah and so we should yeah, probably share so what alone. that means for the yes I was gonna say a, <laughs> well we've just because we had just <laughs> We had just announced our uh, our Patreon, um, but in order to give it the time it deserves, especially if people are paying on the other end, Jenny and I just need some time to figure out, like, it's kind of <laughs> unfortunate because now our schedules are, like, opposite of each other. Uh-huh. Um, you know, shops are really busy on the weekend. Dental offices are really busy during the week. So we're going to just figure out some uh, logistics of timing of when we can record and um just like map out not only normal episodes but patreon episodes yeah, so, so hopefully in the future the we'll have our patreon again but right now yes. it's paused well, yes no don't subscribe it's paused. we'll yes. we'll work on um, that yes but jen we should probably just put out the um if you're good with it putting put out that social media first workshop one we can just do that as an episode like put the episode out yeah maybe I'll put it in two because it's a long one yeah it's pretty long so we can we'll divide that into two episodes but that way you guys still get that until we are ready to launch the patreon and like give it the energy that it deserves yes um but yeah I'm I'm really excited to be on the other side now of 
with like, where Jenny can really give feedback of, you know, kicking ass at her small business and doing a ton of wholesale orders and owning her shop. And then I'll have the side of like, um, working full-time, but also hopefully kicking ass with a small business that's become like, obviously not as full-time anymore. Yeah. So good job. I'm excited for you. Thank you. And if anybody has any questions, you're welcome to reach out to us on Instagram. Um, I did go in our stories this week and explain a little bit of this. So you may have already seen or heard, but um, yeah, I'm excited. You'll still see me. You'll still see Jen. And um, we'll see what it brings. I'll keep you updated. If you love the podcast, we would love if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together. For more content, go follow us on Instagram at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love following and supporting other small businesses. And if you're interested in being a guest or advertising with us on the podcast, visit smallbusinesssisterspodcast.com.